Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer at Rogers Place where the Edmonton Oilers have won eight straight games outscoring the opposition 42-20 to 20 during that stretch. The team is 15. 15-7-2 under Jay Woodcroft. Tough one tomorrow. St. Louis Blues in town. The second hour of orders now is brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. We will tell you that Japanese Village open a survey to any one of their five Edmonton and area locations featuring Alberta's own Brent Lake Wagyu. Visit jvedmonton.ca. We head off to our River Cree Resort and Casino hotline. River Cree Resort and Casino excitement. Bet on it. Open 24-7, and we welcome back from the NHL Network and ESPN for our friends, the Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. I will tell you, Rob Kinsey and the gang, they are as big a winner fans as you will find. Uh, we welcome back to the show future NHL executive, Kevin Weeks. Hi, Kevin. How you doing? Awesome. Great, man. What's going on? How you doing today, buddy? Good. Uh, we were talking about officiating with Louis DeBrusque in the last segment and managing games yeah. and officials that tend not to call a lot of games and or call a lot of penalties. And uh, and then we were also uh, talking about favorite places to play uh, in the minors. And, and Louis talked about Cape. And with, with my man Ian Herbers at the National Championship at the University of yeah, Alberta, they Herbie. played 80. You played with Herbie. Shout out you to start, my buddy Herbie. Yeah, you started your pro career with the Detroit Vipers and that was a pretty good gig there, wasn't it, in Detroit? Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, say a big hello to Herbie if he's not listening. Herbie was awesome, man. Great, steady Eddie, D-man, Brett Seabrook type. Steady, dependable, rugged, boxed out in front of the net. Just fun to play with. Good personality, really bright guy, obviously. Uh, it was great to me, too, as a young goalie. Just treated me really well as a person, too. So, uh, But, yeah, I love playing in Detroit. We had something special there. The uh, you know our late owner who owned the Detroit Pistons, the founder of the Pistons, the late Mr. Davidson. So a lot of people might not recognize he also bought the Tampa Bay Lightning as well. So uh, we were treated beyond NHL at that point, as Herbie will tell you. 
We flew to a lot of our games in the old IHL with that ownership group in Detroit. We had Steve Ludzig as the coach, who was awesome. Ludzig. Uh, we had John Torchetti, who was awesome as well. Um, who was our GM kind of that year, and Rick Dudley. So Torch is now assistant coach once again with uh, with Philly right now. Yep. And Rick Dudley, longtime executive, former player in the league. So we had a really good setup, man. They they treated us as well as they did the Detroit Pistons, and that that was a real fun place to play, playing at the old Palace of Auburn Hills and getting an average of 14,000 people a night every game. It was awesome. You played for the Carolina Monarchs. Where was that team based, in Raleigh? Yeah, we were based in Greensboro, so which was fun as well, too. We were about an hour from Raleigh, um, depending on traffic, but that was cool. That was really cool because we played in the Greensboro Coliseum. They had had ECHL hockey there for years, long hockey tradition there in, in, in Greensboro. And then we were the HL expansion affiliate for the Florida Panthers at that time as a new NHL franchise that Florida was. So that was a good place to play too, man. That that was really fun. And then rounding out Fort Wayne, Indiana, everybody knows the Fort Wayne Comets. They've been around forever. And, uh, and they've got a great fan base as well. So I always say I'd never be where I am today without my stops and, and getting to play those extra games as a young goalie in the old IHL and the AHL. That, that really helped me a lot. Kevin, you and me have had a lot of conversations over the last four or five years about game management versus just straight officiating. And, you know, Mark Jonette worked the game last night. He's a veteran official. His games tend not to have as many calls as other games. And I think that benefits, you know, if you like the orders, LA had eight guys out. Edmonton had more skill in their lineup last night. Um, Sure. There were plays, but it needs to be established. There was plays both ways, but Kane got hit for, yep. he got called, rightfully so, for a hit behind. Derek Ryan did not, you know, got buried in the boards. Nothing. It didn't stay down. Yep. Louis DeBras said in the last segment, we're getting to the stage where players are going to have to start embellishing to draw calls in certain situations. <laughs> yeah. Now, you're in an awkward spot here because you work for the NHL Network. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Give me your thoughts on all this. Yeah, I think there's some merit to what Louis's saying. I mean, you know, players in our sport always play with a lot of integrity. I know there's a lot more theatrics where that's concerned in trying to, in terms of trying to draw calls in football slash soccer. Yep. As we know, uh, and a lot more diving and, and players tending to go down to the pitch uh, a lot easier, let's say. Yep. But uh, to draw calls in their in their team's favor. But I'd say with us, you know, our players typically, for the most part. There's some guys that will embellish more than others, but for the most part, our players play such a hard brand in our sport that typically it's frowned upon to do that. And you see when some of those, when if a player is able to draw some of those calls, watch the reaction of the player that the penalty that's assessed the penalty, and not only watch the reaction, read their lips, right? Yes. So they're like, stay on your blank feet, like what the blank? Come on, that like that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, maybe in terms of a gamesmanship. You know, maybe there's a little bit of room for more of that based on what Louis was saying. Uh, there's some merit to that. I think there's some meat on the bone there. Yeah. Do you think we need to do I mean, you, you brought up call. basketball. You brought up basketball. They protect the stars in basketball. Uh, is there yes. too egalitarian of an approach with hockey? And should they protect the stars a bit more in hockey? I'm up two minds with this. I know we spoke about this last year after the postseason, especially with the oil last year. We talked about this. I think there should be because your meal tickets are your meal, tech, meal tickets. And let's just say if they're in Edmonton, obviously Connor and, and Leon are box office. 
and yeah. global, right? Like not not just the no whatever, but not just there in Berta. I mean global. I, I've been in the building when I'm hearing fans at Madison Square Garden or in there's the world's most famous arena. Let's just leave it there. Like, oh my God, McDavid's coming, and and I, you know, people that I see at the Ranger games and fans that I know, people in the building. There's a buzz. McDavid's coming through. Drysaddle's coming through. The Oil are coming. You know what I'm saying? Like, Sid's coming here. Patrick Kane. Whoever the box office players are. And yeah, I mean, a lot of the success of our league is predicated, and you know, obviously their respective clubs, but the brand is, is predicated on the performance of a lot of those players. So I do think we can kind of uh, reach an area where we're a little bit more protective of them. Now, doesn't mean that they're going to get every call in their favor, a la NBA, right. <laughs> or more, that many calls in their favor, but I think there's an area where we can have some growth there where you protect the star players a lot more. Um, they're able to generate, in, in turn, a few more calls okay. in, uh, in their favor. Sir, I could see that. I could see some room for that. All right, Kevin, you're gonna you're gonna appreciate this. So uh, you you know, full disclosure, we had a little bit of a a communique Saturday night watching one of the wildest hockey games of the year being played between the Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames. Uh, I was going nuts watching it. Yeah, I was going nuts. We were watching it at home. I was on that. I was on there early that day. I had to call a game early that day. Yeah, uh, it was funny because uh, on Monday. Evander King, yeah. in his availability, unsolicited, talked about the fact yeah. that the team needed to do a better job in working back to the puck and gave up too many chances. And he said, yeah. unsolicited, and that's not on the goalies. Which I, like, he yeah. he made a point yeah, yeah. getting the point across. Now, you're a goalie. Yeah. <laughs> what were you thinking yeah. watching the Oilers goaltending that night? Well, number one, I thought that they didn't receive a lot of help, of course. Right. Number two, number two I thought there were a few, or a couple, I should say, excuse me, that they could have had. Okay. That they could have made stops on. But overall, it was just one of those games where the game got, you know the temperature is going to be turned up because it was the last installment of the Battle of Alberta for the regular season, right? Yes. That was game four. You then knew that... You're on the road, right? You're the oil, you're on the road. I know you're at the dome, but still. But point being, I think that the oil would have been better served in that game playing a tighter checking game. Yep. Because you know that the, under Daryl, the Flames are they're harder to play against than they were before. They're not as soft, let's be frank, right? Let's talk hockey here, one-on-one. They play with a lot more jam. Yep. So I think that game, the oil would have been better suited stylistically to play a harder game to Evander game six, Evander Kane's point, to not get loose, because once the game got loose, plus the Flames were playing at home, I figure it would have favored the Flames with last change and everything else and the way their team's playing this year. So I felt the Oil should have played a harder game against them, a more buttoned-up game. But those are things that you learn from. And, I mean, just the fact that Evander Kane came out and said that shows internally that, you know, there's a focus on how they need to play and quite frankly, you have to give credit where it's due. My man Jay Woodcock's done a nice job there so far. What he's done well there so far in his tenure, and I feel like the oil in this last stretch, say for that game, I mean, last night's game is a really good example. They're doing a better job of playing a tighter game with more cohesion. They're not as loose. They're not as sloppy as they had been. And they're not falling in love with those wide-open games as much. I feel like those types of games... Colorado can win them. 
Florida can win them because they can outscore their problems a lot of times. Yep. Not to suggest that you're not complete teams, but you know what I'm saying? Like Tampa can win those games based on their personnel. But where the oil are right now, as I've seen you point out on Twitter, they've gotten healthy again, right? Because they're without yep. nine regulars at a point. They've gotten healthy. Nuge is back. Some of these other pieces are back. But let's not discredit Zach Hyman playing well. Let's not discredit Taylor Yamamoto now starting to look like what we expected him to look like at the NHL level, being productive. And their team game is coming together. So that's my point where I think for any Oiler fan right now, under Jay Woodcroft in, this, in, in his tenure to date, they've done a nice job of playing more of a team game and not being as loose. And Koskinen has been better. Smitty, you know, since he got back, he's played better as well overall. And presto changeo. There you go. Yeah, it's interesting, right? I mean, the Calgary Flames, even after the loss against the Colorado Avalanche the other night, are 18-3-2 at home over their last 23 games. The Oilers have won eight straight games, and they have outscored teams 42-20 here at Rogers Place. And in the twenty yep. in the twenty four games that Jay Woodcroft has coached, the Oilers have a plus twenty one goal differential, almost a goal per game. I'd have to look up Correct. the five v five numbers. Uh, yeah, it'd be difficult for me to look up the five on five on the fly. But they went minus seven in that game five on five. Right? They got outscored nine to two at even strength of that game. So now I'm going to put it back to you. Did you ever have one of those games, Kevin Weeks? Where everything was going in at both ends of the ice, and you were a part of it as one of the goaltenders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had a few of those in my early days in the league. Yeah, for sure. Because same thing when you get a team that has young players, right? You get that many young players in your group, and remember, young players are ambitious, and 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 there's nothing wrong with ambition. But as a young player, you're trying to establish yourself. You're trying to find your game. You're trying to establish your game at the NHL level especially when you have young offensive horses that I played with in a few stops, but certainly in Tampa, we had a guy by the name of Brad Richards. You might've heard of him. Vinny LaCavia, you might've heard of him. Marty St. Louis, you might've heard of him. Who's doing an awesome job behind Montreal's bench right now so far. And, you know, you have to learn hard lessons. And that's what John Tortorella, for example, used to tell us at that time. We were all early 20 somethings and we were trying to prove that we could play in the league, but sometimes in earnest, and trying to establish yourself, you you lose sight of the fact of playing a team game, right? So that's kind of where the oil are right now. Keep in mind with some of those young guys, be it Bouchard, you know, be it Pujarvi, be it uh, Taylor Yamamoto, any of the other young guys in the in the lineup, Fogle and some of these, they, they want to prove that they're NHL guys. They want to be productive. But it, it's it's a work in progress to be able to do that within the team structure and how your team needs to play. And sometimes there's a little bit of a rub there. So that's, that's just learning for young players. As long as they're applied, that's, that's just learning and realizing that, hey, man, if we play the team game, as I said before, Stoss, and I've had a lot of these conversations with Mess over the years about, you know, the Oilers <laughs> winning all those cups. Well, remember, save for the team that they're playing against in the cup final, the other 30 now, the other 30 NHL teams are watching you guys play. Uh, They're the ones with the drinks in hand at the bar. <laughs> you know what I mean? So if you want to go deep, there's a certain team aspects of your game that have to be in play. And it's a work in progress for the oil like it is for other teams. But I like your point and, you know, that, that plus goal differential under Jay and, and the wins that they've been having 
certainly put them in a much, a much better position to not only get into the postseason, but if they commit to doing these things, to having a deeper run in the postseason. Because, as you know, man, there's it's the hardest tournament in all of sports to, to go deep and, and to ultimately win a Stanley Cup in the National Hockey League. It's the best best tournament in all of sports. Kevin, PG-13, maybe a 15-second answer or less. What's the okay. funniest thing that a teammate said to you after you gave up a tough goal or you gave up a goal? <laughs> Bob Halkidis playing in the American League at the old Philadelphia Spectrum. My rookie year in the AHL, we're playing against the Philadelphia Phantoms. Opening night, opening season night, their home opener. Uh, we got peppered 24 whatever shots in the first period. I think I ended up letting him three. I was like 20 for three, 20 of 23. Bob Halkidis, I grew up watching him with the Leafs, obviously. He was a deep man playing the league. He looks back at me and he's like, are you letting these in on purpose? <laughs> like, like, I've never, I'm with my rookie year I've never heard anybody say that. You know what I mean? Like, who said that? He literally looked back and he's like, are you letting these in on purpose? So, anyway, as a, as a young goalie fresh out of junior, that was kind of a welcome to pro hockey moment right there. But it, 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 once we got the intermission, I was literally dying in the dressing room, just laughing. So it was funny. It was funny. I got one of my goalies once. We were up about 7-1 in a game and uh, it was Stu McGregor, the Southside Athletic Club. Not quite the same as playing in the AHL. And maybe there might have been a right winger that was a little late getting back in his zone and they got three cracks on it, <laughs> put it in. And I skated by our goalie and I said, you got to have that third one, man. That's on you. <laughs> he starts laughing. He's like, Move your fat ass off or so. It was. It was just. It's just. He just looked at me like he and the coach got a little bit upset. But when I told him what I said, yeah. he wasn't that upset after. So it was all you know. It's oh, a that's giggles. Funny, man. You, are oh you, yeah. You know you gotta have some fun. It, it is. You know what? It's still a game, right? You're supposed to have some fun. It with is. It. Awesome. Yeah, stuff. you have to. I mean, you know, listen. It doesn't matter what level you're playing at. And I think this is something that the fans lose sight of is. You know, be it Connor, Leon, Darnell, any of those guys, Smitty, any of those guys there, they're, they're playing at the highest level in the world. They're on the 750 people on the planet to do it uh, at, this, at any one time. But the thing about it is, as you said, it's still the same game that we grew up playing, that we grew up loving and we watch and, and that we aspire to play. And, and they're no different. It's just that they're that great at their craft that they're in the league. But <laughs> they're no different, man. I had all the lines. The guys say all the same things. I remember playing, you know, minor hockey in Toronto, and you let in the odd softy, and I can remember <laughs> Mr. Pekka, Claudio, Mike Pekka's dad. He'd be like, "Come on, Kev, you gotta have that one, man!" Like, and I'm telling you, that's on a Friday night at Chesswood Arena back home. Me being like minor peewee, Adam, you name it, and, and Mr. Pekka would say that. And it's no different playing in the show. You know, it doesn't matter. Like, it could be Brent Hedekin say that coming back. It could be whoever. So. Yeah, you, you still get the people element of it that people don't recognize, and there's still the young boy and the young girl uh, awesome. that are in these players, even though they're at the elite levels. Kevin, great stuff. Keep having fun with it, okay? Yeah, no problem. Thanks, Bob. Thanks to everybody up in Berta, too. There you go. That is Kevin Weeks, and he joins us every Thursday in Oilers now for our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication, solar. Of course, Louis DeBrusque was on in the previous hour, and Louis' appearances are brought to you by GCL Diesel, providing genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices since 1972. GCLDiesel.com. Uh, the Oilers now injury report presented by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. On 
unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. Well, Oscar Clefbaum has been on LTIR for the last two years. That's where Kyle Turris is right now. Chris Russell is in COVID. The order's healthy. I expect a couple changes for tomorrow's game against St. Louis. When we come back... We'll get to the Oilers Now prospect report for Scott Arthur Millwork. And, and, uh, we'll play a little game as well. It's 124 at Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers Now. Now it's your chance to lace up and win one epic night at Rogers Place. Can you stick handle adding up the Oilers jersey numbers? If you can get the biscuit top shelf, you can be on your way with nine friends to an Oilers VIP experience. Put on your bucket, hang on to your chiclets, and get ready to score with 630 Chad. You know what that means? It's time for the Your Team One Epic Night contest. All you have to do today is add up the jersey numbers of Hunter, the mascot, and Evander Kane. And then head over to the contest page at 630Ched.com to enter the value of the two jerseys at the code word of the day. So the, the, the value of the two jerseys is your code word of the day. So the value of Hunter, the mascot, and Evander Kane, whatever the combination of those two numbers is, I, I guess this would mean that I would have to look up Hunter's number. Uh, that is our code word of the day. Daily Oiler ticket contest winners will be announced by 630 Chet on the 630 Chet Morning Show with Chelsea Bird and Daryl McIntyre. The grand prize winner will be announced April 4th, and the great grand prize winner will receive tickets for them and nine other friends to attend the April 22nd Oilers game hosted in a VIP suite by Daryl McIntyre. After the game, your team will take the ice for a post-game skate. So again, you have to add up the value of Advantage Kane's number and Hunter the mascot, and then head over to the contest page at 630Jed.com to enter the value of the two jerseys as the code word of the day. There you go. We are going to go to the Oilers Now Prospect Report brought to you by Scott Arthur Millwork. Custom cabinetry, luxury closets, exceptional millwork. Visit scottarthurmillwork.com today. And here is Cody Jansen. Let's just talk about the Bakersfield Condors here. Brendan Perlini scored an early, early power play goal. Condors rolled to a 4 nothing shutout win over the Henderson Silver Knights last night. Dylan Holloway had three assists, including one beauty. If you haven't seen that video, go check it out. Brad Malone chipped in with two helpers as well. Stuart Skinner pitched a 23 save shutout for his fourth of the season and the Condors they can clinch a playoff berth tomorrow at home against Henderson there you have it all right it is 128 at Edmonton we'll go off to a global news weather traffic update with Ian Lane Bell St. Louis Blues now on the ice and when we come back we're going to get an update from the farm in Bakersfield we're going to hear from Cam Moon for Brent Ridge Ford you're listening to Oilers Now Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio 630 Chad